Welcome to Iron Sharpens Iron, a program by Catholic men for Catholic men. I'm Matt Palmer in the Diocese of Columbus, Ohio. I'm with Catholic Men's Ministry, and I'm joined by my co-host, Devin Shad, the founder of Fathers of St. Joseph. Devin, good morning, brother. Good morning, Matt. It's great to have you uh, joining me once again, and a shout out to St. Gabriel Radio uh, here in the state of Ohio that uh, produces this program. We're so grateful uh, for that ministry, and Dave Orsborn, their operations manager, is uh, hosting this show, so Dave, thanks for that as well. We're so excited to have uh, as a guest um, a brother in Christ that we actually heard from in an earlier episode of Iron Sharpens Iron, Greg Schleter. Greg is with us. Greg, good morning, brother. Good morning. We're excited to continue our conversation with you, but uh, Devin, let's uh, let's invite the Holy Spirit uh, to come into this time uh, with our listeners and with us. Would you do that for us, brother? Yeah, in the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Abba, Father, we believe that you've ordained this time together. We know that you have a plan for each and every one of us. Though we're tired at times, we're weary. But Lord, help us to overcome our indifferent nature, um, our lack of zeal, our fervor. Awaken us, Lord. And through Greg and his ministry and his testimony, his example, please awaken in us a sense of purpose and meaning. And show us what you have for each and every one of us, that we may follow you and really have lives worth living. Mm. We ask this in Jesus' most holy name, Mama Marianne St. Joseph. Pray for us. Pray for us. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Amen. What a beautiful prayer, and great way to start off. Um, Greg, you're certainly a brother that has persevered over the years. Um, tell our listeners uh, about your ministry. Matt, Devin, and Dave, just I can't think of three men I'd rather be with and this opportunity um, to proclaim, if you will, as a husband and father of seven children, age 24 to 17. They are the core of mission, and I have to punctuate that, and it is a journey. Um, but each one, uh, by God's grace, loves Jesus Christ as a living relationship. They're difference makers. They're going after it. Uh, they've come to recognize that the nature of worship, the root, is to give God worth, that that's what it's all about. And from the very beginning, um, of course, my story in prior episode, but really it's sort of an organic outgrowth of my personal relationship with God, then connecting with my wife in our marriage in the second level, and then onto our children in the world. And it's that order. So I just want to punctuate first and foremost that um, that until <clears throat> the day we die, we're going to be praying and, and journeying together. And uh, different seasons with that is those of us who are listening, some with younger children, some with young adults. Um, ours are all now <clears throat> adults, if you will. And it changes a little bit. And you really want to have sort of the baton factor where they um, where they come to recognize that we are together seeking the face of God. Mm. And when we do that, it can't help but overflow. It cannot help Trinitarian to, to image of the Trinity. So I love my family.us is the website. And um, the mission of the movement is image Trinity. That that really sums it all up that our unsurpassed identity is as sons and daughters of God in Jesus Christ. And when we dynamically, mutually pour out ourselves for the good of other, particularly marriage and family, we image the Trinity. We make God who is love known, and there's no more powerful force in this world, no greater, you know, if you will, poverty 
than than that pointing towards this fulfillment that God gives us in families. So there's no wonder that uh, family, marriage, and family are under attack. So let me just state that's the DNA of it all. Yeah. Now, um, our our plan or our desire then is to not something creative or new or novel. How do we be attuned to what God in the church, the fullness of our Catholic church gives us by way of a vision and a concrete structure to live this out fully. Uh, For instance, we just came off this past weekend, an amazing men's conference at Damascus. God bless Aaron and Dan and the whole crew. Our son, as you know, you've interviewed him before as the worship leader for Damascus. Um, And I think the big question, right, on the last day, you know, there's there's great exuberance and enthusiasm and and resolve to change. And and so our movement sort of asks the question, do you want to see that kind of culture and atmosphere translate in your home culture? Mm -hmm. It's really that simple. And even as I say that, some listening right now are asking, is that even possible? You know, when we talk about transforming moments in our lives, do we not speak in past tense, right? That retreat, those people, that place, that time. I just need to punctuate this and declare this biblically Catholic faith, saints, angels, all saying to us, that is meant to be everyday existence, and your home is meant to be that context, that Curseal, that chirp, that Damascus, fill in the blank, life in the spirit. That is the place where that vitality is meant to be lived. And yes, with the normalcy of a dad, mom who work, children who are in school, the whole thing, but it's meant to be a vital place of encounter. So to accomplish that, you know, we propose that just as with one seeking success in every other area, business, academics, athletics, you name it, there's a kind of ritual, right? There's a kind of structure, and it's not just going through the hoops. This is an entanglement that we Catholics can get into, right? A kind of performance mentality that if I just pray my novenas, do my rosaries, all of which are are grace-filled when we approach God in any level with faith, agreed. But today, the bar is so low in terms of men and women coming off retreats like I was this past weekend to receive the grace outpoured. That's the purpose of disciplines, to receive grace outpoured. And as Catechism 2111 says, you know, the purpose of disciplines is to foster dispositions. I'm going to say that again. The purpose of these disciplines of our lives are meant to foster dispositions. And if you went to ilovemyfamily.us and sort of scroll down, you'll see that there's a livid gathering guide at the very core. By the way, why is it the core? Why is this so critical? Why is this a fundamental discipline? Because we as families, and we hear this from kids, my son Joseph and all of our kids have been missionaries at Damascus. They will punctuate the greatest concern or fear coming off of these amazing week-long events at Damascus or or during them isn't the, the sports or the high ropes or whatever. The greatest concern at the end is that they're going into a place that is their home where they cannot continue to be tapped, engaged, loved, encouraged, and I'm going to use the word at a personal level. John Paul II beautifully awakened us to really what was vibrant in our church throughout the ages, certainly the earliest centuries of the church, but he resituated the right place of this subjective, this interpersonal encounter, and Pope Benedict in his Jesus of Nazareth trilogy, really a great exegesis of scripture, the thesis of that, if I could sum it up in one phrase, it's to foster relationship at the heart of ritual relationship at the heart of religion. So this livid gathering guide is an invitation for families once a week to set aside all the distractions, to gather in a time of really getting to know each other, to talk and pray based upon the subsequent Sunday readings. We've been doing this for nine, 10 years, and I'll say this. The families 
all of whom, quite frankly, have done Grisio and Chirp and Damascus or whatever, but many, they grow cold, you know, et cetera. Those who stick with this on a weekly basis, who do this in their homes, the parents who supported their parents in doing this becomes a kind of culture that permeates the entire home atmosphere. Why? Because at this gathering that a, a dad needs to step up and lead and do this, right? It begins with fun questions and you've got daily questions and you read the gospel and you really talk about heart things, how it influences you and that sort of thing. You set a commitment at the end of this that the family tracks with. And at the end, quite frankly, you have a great affirmation. You have a go around where somebody, everybody goes around and says to say, Susie, what's one th way you see God alive in that person? I mean, when's the last time all of you who are listening, you've heard every family member be attuned to your soul and say, this is how I see God in you. It's beautiful. Imagine the power if you heard that from your family members, from your parents, from your brothers and sisters. So that combined with the opportunity for apologies and forgiveness, again, all in the Civic Gathering Guide, truly is really this. Hmm. It's a saint-making capacity. It's a saint-making culture. And those who do this, um, I'm just telling you, uh, th their kids become 13, 14, 15, the ch challenging years because they're aware they become lawyers the moment they have this reflexive knowledge, right? And they know better than everybody. But it becomes a way of journeying with them in those God-given gifts where they refine one another and we grow together and we, we, we really are attendant to God, the source, our identity and the Trinity as they navigate the world around them. And truly, as Matthew Kelly really says, they become the best version of themselves. And uh, so, I mean, that's my punctuating point, I guess, about our movement. I love my family.us image trinity. You can find the other disciplines there. And in particular, I have to say for men who need to be leaders, which means first and foremost, to apologize, to repent, to have a culture where we're, you know, availed to our wife and our children and growing and they see that and they see the prayer life. Um, Pentecost365.us uh, and many you'll see if you go there, Pentecost365.us. Yes, Exodus 90 is amazing. Did it. Keep doing it. All these wonderful things. We asked the question, what are the foundational everyday disciplines of a Catholic man to receive grace outpoured? And if you go there, you'll see these basic disciplines and the capacity to be united with other brothers in doing this. And again, what's the outcome? The outcome is that our homes, again, become these vibrant places. Our marriages are revived. We start to see that our homes, quite frankly, are, are as or more attractive in their dynamism than any retreat you've ever been on. Let's um, let's take a breath. <laughs> <laughs> I've been known to be a fire hose. <laughs> oh my gosh, brother! You, <laughs> there is so much right there. So let's just stop for a minute and. Um, I want to get Devin into this conversation, my co-host. You know, it it started back when he when Greg started talking about how families need to image the Trinity, and then you know from there it's just been this um, this flowing of just beautiful, huge. yeah, it's just huge. So Devin, can you just you know grab a few things that you heard? And I'm thinking about our culture, and I am thinking about the guys that are that are joining us today, and I'm I'm. I'm, I'm, there's so much here that these guys can put hope into and build into, but let's just, Devin, let the Holy Spirit touch your heart. Give us some reactions and, and what's, what, what are you pulling from this? That's really important for the guys listening today to, uh, to take with them. Yeah. Okay. So, uh, first takeaway is that at the foundation of everything, so the foundation of the macro universal church is the micro domestic church. The macro mm. churches comprise the multiple, many micro churches. And if we don't get those micro churches right, 
the whole plan kind of falls apart. And so how do we do that? Well, Greg's got a plan here. And I think the one, two, three is personal transformation, marital transformation, familial transformation, and that's the order. Mm -hmm. So I think that, you know, with all that he said, which is a lot, I guess my big question here is, okay, let's say I'm a guy who has failed. Um, I failed miserably. I'm totally a workaholic or I've committed adultery. My marriage is on the rocks, or maybe I'm a real go-getter and I'm a guy who says, okay, he said a lot of things. I'm going to implement them all today. What are practical first steps? I mean, super simple, practical first steps for whichever camp the guy is in to take this back to his family. And like, as you say, have that vibrant, more vibrant than a retreat culture. Because when I hear you talking about this, I know my family, I love my family. I'm a leader in my family. I, I am trying to do this every day. And yet I don't feel like m my family at times is an image of the Trinity, <laughs> you know, mm. that total self-giving love. And I love what John Paul II says, his families become what you are. Mm -hmm. Yeah. What is the family? The family is supposed to be that self-giving love of the Trinity is, I think, what Father Stan Fortuna said, for family, forget about me, I love you, mm. you know, F-A-M-L-I-L-Y. That's what the self-giving love of the Trinity is supposed to be expressed in my family. So let's say I'm not doing this. Let's say I'm really struggling. Let's say this isn't going well. In fact, I've got tension between my wife and our tensions between my children. What are practical first steps, simple, simple first steps? that all these guys can just put into action and get going. And, and Greg, before you jump on that, I just want to kind of set, set us up again for men that are just joining us. Uh, this is Iron Sharpens Iron. It's a program by Catholic men for Catholic men uh, here in the Diocese of Columbus, uh, but it's a national, uh, this will be available nationally. Um, and so we're, we're with Greg Schleter, and uh, Greg has an amazing ministry to families that we're learning about. Uh, Devin Schott and I are blessed to be the co-hosts of this show, this program. Devin, of course, the founder of Fathers of St. Joseph. We're having a great conversation with Greg, and Greg's about to answer you know, a great question that Devin has posed. I mean, what about guys, um, especially all of us really, that have failed in this, that are struggling with this? How do we really, to live this Catholic life, we've, we've committed great sin or we've got we're barely in our marriage and we're strained in our relationships with our children. You know, Greg, as, as uh, Devin shared, you've put a lot in front of us. It's beautiful. It's the, it's the teachings of the church. It's, it's John Paul's vision for the family. It's the church's vision for the family, but we seem so far from it. So give us, give us some practical steps on how we begin without being overwhelmed by what we're attempting to do. Fabulous. So first of all, let's punctuate this as the greatest reset that there could possibly be. And let's begin with acknowledging success, brothers out there who want more. You know you're made for more. You've fallen. You've sinned. Your, your family maybe even feels like a disaster. Kids are into sex, drugs, nothing wrong with some good rock and roll, but, you know, bad rock and roll, whatever. So where do you begin First of all, proclaim God in his goodness that he's given you a heart to desire this and that, you know, there's no blessing. Blessing comes by way of brokenness. Look at the mass. This is my body broken for you. So if you're broken, recognize you're ready. Like you're, you're listening. Your heart is attuned. And I'm here to proclaim that is the space God desires you to be in throughout all of biblical history. It is men who have come in this space right now, like you, and are eager 
to know that there's more. I'm here to proclaim there is more, and many have given testimony to more. So number one, take that time with pen and paper in silence, no gadgets, no devices, come before the Lord, acknowledge his goodness, and say, Lord, awaken in my mind and my heart your vision for my life, not the jaded one, not the one you inherited from poor parenting or scars you've inherited from, from your childhood or life or business partners or associations gone bad or whatever you're dealing with. Lord, reveal to me who I am in you and, and put words to that as you're so inclined. Put, you know, describe it in terms of how that might translate into your life of prayer, into a right relationship with your wife. Paint the vision. Describe the perfect situation or, or the type of dynamic you might have with your wife or with your children. Number two, Take time, and by the way, this is manliness. <clears throat> manliness isn't just running into a burning building for people we don't know. It's a, it's a willingness to let the Holy Spirit move within us in this particular way, and that is do an inventory. What are the ways you have failed your wife? Write it down in speech, in tone, in things done, in, in uh, attitudes. Do the same for your children. Take time with that. So that's number two. And I'm going to say, actually, for a week, if you don't have a prayer life, just pray 10 Hail Marys. Our Blessed Mother is so powerful. Come with a heart filled, knowing she is, is crushes the head of the serpent. She attends to us in silence without your wife or kids knowing you're going to do this quietly and just be aware of God's presence with our lady attending. And, and after those 10 Hail Marys, just pray for the grace to really be attuned to what you put on paper. Maybe you're going to refine it a little bit on day two or day three or a week. And by the way, this could be two, three weeks, but give it the time, right? And the phase two of this is going to be you're going to say, honey, your wife, is there a night where take her out to dinner, whatever the case may be, there's some things that I would really like to say. And in that context, this phase two, you're going to say, I want you to know I love you. I have fallen short in these particular ways. By the way, there's no buts here. There's no excuses here. It's just coming before God, before your wife and saying, I want to share with you the things that the ways that I've, I've failed. And I really want your honesty to share with me how have I failed you? Um, with the intent that I want to be a better husband, I want to be a better man of God. And I'm going to ask for your prayers for me. By the way, at the end of this, you're going to say, will you now daily pray with me these 10 Hail Marys and pray in this in, in what you put on paper for me to be all the more conquered? Hold me accountable. Lift me up. Now, generally, a wife is going to be so overwhelmed, so blown away by this simple act, this simple gesture, that she's going to probably say, well, can I share with you my things? It just works that way. Humility is so powerful that way. Phase three, after, say, whatever, you decide the time, you're going to feel it's right, maybe a month, month and a half, you and your wife are going to go to your children. And you as a father, by the way, I've done this, everything I'm telling you, the greatest reset, you're going to go to your kids, you're going to set up a night, and you're going to say, I'm not going to make any excuses. I'm not going to give any feedback. I love you deeply. I have fallen short as a husband and a father. Kids, I really want to hear what you have to say about how I can be a better father, how I failed you. I want to apologize. I want to repent. I want to be on a track. I'm, gonna ask, I'm not going to be perfect, but I'm going to ask you to pray for me in this regard because I want to be a more godly man. Now, what's that going to do? It's going to just give them trust. It's going to give them a platform of going forward where you can say, and oh, by the way, this is not a one and done. Anytime you need to share with me, of course, you got work and all that, but appropriate time. Anytime, you know, Anne Marie, Joseph, John Paul, Catherine, Grace, Don, anytime, my kids, anytime you guys in the next week or two want to share anything more, I want to be availed to you. I want to hear what you have to say. So um, let's. And <clears throat> 
let, I just want to I just want to stop there for just a moment. We're on a beautiful path here. So these inter, these initial steps um, in sort of um, building your domestic church. You know, Devin, talk about you know what Greg is sharing. Just these couple of first steps. Um, this taking inventory, taking a, a personal time with the Lord to identify areas where we have failed and. Um, and then to go to our spouse and to go to our children and to ask forgiveness, uh, to repent. Talk about just those, Devin, what the power of those things. Oh, absolutely. I, well, I mean, for, I think it can be summed up in what St. Peter said, humble yourself under the mighty hand of God, and in due time he will exalt you. And so as men, part of actually being a real man, a great man, is to actually humble yourself. Because, and this is where the dynamic works. So in my relationships, humiliations are generally within context of relationships. That's where we're humiliated. But St. Francis of Sales says that the, sharp, uh, the, the road to humility is paved with the sharp stones of humiliation. Mm. And so w- we, we are going to be confronted with our own, I guess, fallenness, our own sins. But I I would back up. I love all what you're saying here, and I I do believe that we need to grow in humility. But for me, personally, I could not go to my wife, and I could not go to my children unless I was really strong enough to be able to hear what they have to say. Otherwise, it would just be so defeating that I'd probably just want to run away, go drinking, or find another wife or something, you know? And so I think that personal transformation leads to relational transformation. So it's important that during that first stage, we really take time with the Heavenly Father to build trust. Yes. You know, Greg— By that is we have to—oh, go ahead. No, no, no. Finish that thought, Devin, please. I I just think if you don't have trust in the Father, if you don't understand what the Son has done for you in giving His life so that you can build that bridge— with the relationship with the Father, you know, God isn't a policeman. He's not looking to clock you for going over 55 miles an hour. He's not looking to put you out and give you a ticket. He really wants you to experience the glory of being a son of God. But to sit there with him in that prayer over that period of time to develop that trust so that when you confront or, or are confronted by your wife and your children with, hey, you let me down here and there, you're actually, you've got so much trust in the Father that you know He's going to come through for you. Mm. He's going to help you through that. I think that's essential. Essential. Greg, um, we've got about, you know, three, four minutes here. So um, I want to make sure you can walk through kind of these next steps that you lay out um, on your website. So keep going, but um, and then we'll try to put a nice bow on this here. Thank you. I do want to encourage listeners, just because you'll get the personalization of this, listen to my son, Seth, S-E-P-H, Schleter's song, Awake My Soul. It might be Damascus Worship, but you'll find it on any platform. And give yourself time of silence, because it's from the heart, I think his heart, but the heart of our family also, and every person who's passionate to know that they're made for a loving God who made us to dwell within us. I got to get that out there. Awake My Soul, Damascus Worship. Check it out. Um, Okay, so... We're speaking to men, so I can go to the family level, I love my family.us, but I think Devin and you rightly are saying, what if we attended as brothers in the context God has given us to really understanding what the standard is? And by that, I mean the, the, the capacity that God has made us for greatness. 
and we embraced it. So my Pentecost 365.us and, and all of these folks who are doing this, the seven things, this is where you want me to go and interrupt if not, uh, but these are the basics, right? Number one, the sacraments. I don't need to say much more about that. It means mass. It means confession. It's the grace that flows, whether we are attuned uh, subjectively or not, uh, it is present to us. All the better if we're drinking from that water. Number two, absolutely essential. And I would stop here and not even finish the next five because it is so consequential. Daily personal prayer. We commit to 20 minutes a day. We invite men starting out to commit to 20 minutes a day. And by the way, it's not just here's my task list of prayer that I want to throw out there. It involves a combination of being attuned to God speaking, particularly through the daily readings and times of reflection. We encourage men, and again, you'll find this link at Pentecost365.us, to use the Regnum Christi daily meditation. Very accessible. Every man we've introduced this to over the last 10 years loves this and are still uh, tracking with this. My wife and I use this. We pray this every single morning separately, but it's an occasion to talk together. Um, by the way, we have our separate prayer time uh, early in the morning, and we do pray the morning prayer together as a couple because it is uh, such a beautiful a gift of the church. So daily personal prayer. And again, the measure of that is, you know, if you have a context where you're truly encountering God, listening to his voice, getting rid of the distractions and resistance and all that, and letting him break through the debris early in the morning, the thesis statement of our days, you will not be able to avoid it in subsequent days. You just can't miss it. Not that you don't have times of darkness or whatever, but it truly is the wellspring from which everything flows. So quickly here, Friday fast, very powerful. And if you can't do it Friday, of course, the church asks us, um, but um, to really, uh, you know, allow ourselves to come low and to be hungry physically as a, you know, a very fecund, rich way of being spiritually hungry for weekly adoration, radiation therapy in the presence of God. St. Padre Pio said, a holy hour in front of the Blessed Sacrament is worth more than a thousand years of human glory. Mm. Amazing. We're down, to, we're down to about two minutes, so give us a couple more, and maybe we'll we'll get you back yeah. on to finish. But um, this is so powerful for all of us, so give us a, a, a couple more nuggets here. Yeah, so family leadership is probably the most—so brotherly encouragement is number six. That there's, there's an accountability partner, iron sharpens iron. Seven is the end-of-day examine. So I want to go to five because I think it's the most challenging— more difficult than ice water uh, baths or showers or whatever the case may be. It's family leadership. A husband and father is uniquely appointed and anointed by God to preside over the spiritual atmosphere of the home. So four things we commit to. One is informing our wives of our commitment and empowering them to hold us daily accountable if we're married. Two, B, a weekly, as I spoke of, this livid gathering. To have a time, put the flag in the sand once a week to do this livid gathering guide. Three, presiding over all media consumption, ensuring that what we're eating is a good, healthy, spiritual diet. Too many of us make excuses in that realm of media consumption. Sometimes it's not even patently evil of what we're consuming, but just to be online, whole other subject, whole another time. And four, we really encourage kind of what we call a no-sell Sundays as much as we are able to. Set the things aside for a day. For those of us immersed in digital media, have a day. It's the Lord's day. Set it aside. And the mere fact that most people struggle with this want to have it in their pocket, want to check or whatever, awakens us to the degree to which we're pining for something that cannot satisfy. Mm. So begin with just one day, and that's very powerful. We're going to stop it right there. Um, St. Gabriel Radio, thank you so much for hosting. Devin Shad, my wonderful co-host, uh, God bless you, brother. And Greg, you've given us so much today. So uh, guys out there, let's uh, let's live the adventure of our Catholic faith. We'll have more of these uh, these programs for you. Um, 
be a humble man and pursue Christ today. God bless all of you.